This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Now, on this show, we often cover local innovators and entrepreneurs, but none quite like this. Adi Borden is the founder and executive director of Black Youth Leadership 21. That's an organization dedicated to developing the next generation of CEOs of color. In just the past two months, Adib has co-hosted a panel discussion with President Barack Obama, volunteered with Champs Male Mentoring, and has gotten approval to develop a charter school in South Carolina. But wait till you hear this part. Adib is only 16. As we wrap up this month's series on Black mental health, we're going to hear from him on how he balances an impressive list of extracurriculars with school, SATs, and everything else that teenage life entails. Adib Borden joins us now. Welcome to Reset. Well, I'm so glad to be here, and I'm so glad for you to have me on your show. Yeah. Well, I first want to check with you, Adiba. Is this a good time? I mean, don't you have yeah. class? Yeah, this is this is a great time. Um, I actually um, was getting ready for midterms for the rest of the week, and so uh, my principal said, hey, Adib, take this call real quick, and um, just <laughs> know that you have to get back, back to midterms. Of course, back to business. So, you know, my kids are around your age, Adib. So I know firsthand how hard it can be right now, especially for teens to be juggling school and homework and friends and sports and just everything else that's going on. How do you balance it all? Um, You know, interesting thing is I have a strong support system at home. Um, I have an incredible parent um, who keeps me grounded, um, who keeps me on a very strict schedule um, most times. Um, But the how I keep um, all this together is knowing that I'm a student first and then extracurriculum activities come next. And so if I have strong academics, then I know that I can do the extracurricular activities um, that I have a desire to want to do. Managing school, you know, that's, that's hard for any high schooler. But what inspired you to take on the other projects, Adib? Um, I think the knowing that so many young people are dying in this generation um, I graduated eighth grade in 2021, and about two people from my graduating class has been killed since we've graduated. Um, and so it is knowing that tomorrow is not promised for anybody. And so being able to have the gifts and resources to do this now um, is just even a bigger reason um, to um, develop my dreams now um, and not wait until I'm old enough um, to do it. Tell us more about the mission of your organization. So our mission as um, CEOs of color is to develop, educate, and support the next generation of CEOs of color. The interesting thing about is as I entered um, entrepreneurship just three years ago, there was very few people who looked like me um, and in my age. And sometimes it can be lonely being the only CEO um, at 14 at that time, um, not being able to speak with other colleagues. And so I said, instead of being lonely all the time, create a program that can help build other entrepreneurs. And so when we talk about post-secondary success in education, one thing that we don't mention a lot is entrepreneurship. And entrepreneurship is one of the biggest growing um, industries that is growing in our generation right now. Mm -hmm. And so my goal is how do we get more Black people and Latino X people um, in that industry um, to see the generational wealth um, in America kind of increase over time. So there's a lot going on here, and you're 16, Adib. This yes. is all commendable. But I am curious, how much do you think about your mental health? Uh, I think about my mental health almost every day. Um, and here's why. It's because we live in a world where mental health is so essential um, in order for us to do our jobs now. 
Um, I am a person who has loved education for as long as I can remember. And one of the biggest things that I was a very voice behind is social-emotional learning and education. I'm ensuring that people are humans first, then employees, or then students. Um, and so me being a student, also an employer, and in some organization employees, uh, my emotion and well-being is very essential for me to execute the job appropriately mm-hmm. um, and to give my best work. You know, it's interesting to hear you say that it's it's uh, the conversation about mental health is so at the forefront for you. I, I wonder if it's something that you and your peers discuss a lot, because I'm thinking back to my time as a teenager, this was not something we discussed at all, not even a little bit. It was only later in life that I actually started to take my own mental health seriously. So what did the conversations look like among your friends? Um, it looks more of the thing of my mom says this, and so this is how I feel. And so the conversation is really talking about how we feel in the moment um, and how we dream to feel um, in the future. And so it's typically a conversation that goes from the present feeling to how we want to feel. And then it goes back to that reflection moment of saying, hey, this is what I can do moving forward to not feel this way. And so it's always that time of processing our emotions or um, understanding um, how we're feeling in that moment. Um, and so the conversation is typically kind of, I'm mad. This is why I'm mad. Does this make sense why I'm mad? So then what, does, really, what would you say self-care looks like for you? Self-care for me, I love music. Um, and so I do small things um, to take care of myself, such as listening to music every morning, listening to a podcast by Eric Thomas every morning, uh, ensuring that I don't work at home. And so everything that is done from my business hours of 8 um, to 3 o'clock mm-hmm. is done at work at home. I don't ever take anything home because I believe that home is a place where I rest uh, and I recalibrate. Um, And so that's kind of my self-care routine. Yeah. And so it sounds like even with your demanding schedule, you do find time to just relax, right? And do nothing. And that sounds like it's when you get home. Yes, yes, yes. Now, I do do chores and take up the trash and things like that. But that is a requirement for home. (laughs) Good, good. Uh, But other than that, um, I really take the moment to just relax. Um, and the reason why that is is because at 16, running a nonprofit, you can easily be burned out at such a young age. And I want to make sure that, my, that I'm able to continue to work and continue to lead a team of incredible experts that continue to make a life-changing impact in the city of Chicago, but also change the trajectory of youth um, that are here in the city of Chicago as well. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we're speaking with Adi Borden. He is 16. He's a high school sophomore, but he's also an entrepreneur. His organization, Black Youth Leadership 21, also known as CEOs of Color, it's all about using education to empower the next generation of leaders in Chicago. And as we wrap up our Black Mental Health series, we're talking with Adib about where mental health and self-care fit into his very busy schedule. So, uh, Adib, for some students, I know that one of the most stressful parts of high school is that college application process. Have you gotten there yet? Um, So, as a sophomore, no, I have not got there. Um, But the incredible thing is that my mother who is very college-bound, has always exposed me um, to college opportunities. And so I, my mom makes a joke that she says, I'm the, most, I'm the only kid that she knows that knows the most colleges um, in the world. <laughs> wow. um, and so I 
think for college applications, doesn't start until my junior year, which will be next year, actually. Um, but I am on that track of getting ready for colleges, um, and I have started looking at colleges, potential colleges that I would like to attend um, in 2025. That's amazing. Well, you recently appeared on stage alongside President Obama, which is oh, pretty yeah. incredible. But my producer tells me that you were actually more nervous about taking the SAT than you were about being next to Obama. Is that right? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. What gives you that confidence when you're standing next to, you know, our our first black president? Um, It gives me the confidence to know that that morning I told Barack Obama that I would be the president of the United States someday. Um, And one thing that my mother instilled in me is that everyone is important that no one is bigger than anyone else in this world. And so with that mindset, I was grounded in knowing um, that it's okay that Barack is was the president, but he's also a human. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a person who is not scared of social. I don't have social fear. Because I walk in every room showing that I am, an, I am enough and more than enough. Um, I'm also very spiritual, so very grounded in um, my faith and religion. Um, and so I know that God was with me and that nothing is bigger than him and um, that I fear no evil. And so I think that was the confidence that gave me to sit on the stage with President Obama. Yeah. Well, you know, I want to hear more about your meeting with him. And you were helping him moderate a panel discussion. What was that about? So I actually sat on a panel with Anaya Hill, an incredible um, young lady from North, um, North Lauderdale College Prep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Io from the Chicago Bulls, Don C, and then President Obama. Um, we talked about um, youth, ex- youth expression in the city of Chicago. We talked about the injustice um, that is happening amongst youth and the resources that youth need. And so our conversation is talking about how Black Youth Leadership 21, a.k.a. CEOs of Color, is conquering, conquering that uh, stereotype uh, that Black people um, are not successful. And so we're telling them, no, we have over 15 young people who've gone through our program who are now CEOs of their own nonprofit, their own LLCs, their own LTDs, um, their own sole proprietorships. And so that was our conversation with the president, talking about what our company has done um, to conquer that thing of injustice and lack of resources um, for underserved communities around Chicago. Well, to that end, you, you discussed resources for youth in that conversation. Where does mental health fit into all of that? Uh, I'm so glad that you asked that question. So as you guys know that um, President Obama is building the Obama Library um, Center. Um, And in that Obama um, Library Center are going to be a lot of mental health resources for young people, for adults, for seniors, um, to provide them the outlet um, to express themselves. I know for me and my company, we've partnered with um, some local um, youth advisories, um, which are um, therapists to provide one hour of free services for our young people as they go through our program. Um, and what Black Youth Leadership 21 does is we provide a holistic approach to entrepreneurship. What does that mean? We ensure that we're not only taking care of the academic part of the child, but the social emotional learning aspect of the child. And so we always have mental health um, experts on the team ready um, to speak to our young people, um, to um, butt in whenever necessary, so we can ensure that our Students are in the right mental state, so now they can lead um, and build their um, empire. 
You know, you've said in the past that role models are incredibly important for young men and women, especially ones who want to succeed, right? Mm -hmm. So from your perspective, what kind of impact can a great role model or a mentor have on a young person's career trajectory and just their overall well-being? Wow. Um, First thing I would say, your presence will inspire them, but your legacy will leave them. Um, That is a quote that I published two years ago um, because I had one of the world's greatest mentors, um, Vondale Singleton, who was the founder and CEO of Camps Mill Mentoring. Mm-hmm. I'm a guy that believed in me uh, when I believed no one else did, um, saw something in me that no one else saw. Um, mentorship is so key to changing the trajectory of the lives of young people, and especially young people of color. Um, having someone who cares about you, um, someone who you think loves you, someone who you think has your best interest at heart is very key to the success of a person. Yeah. And let's talk about mentorship. What does mentorship look like? Is the ability to be able to lead someone and to be able to follow someone. That's how I define mentorship to be. And mentorship is someone who presence has inspired you to do something, but has also left a legacy of great service, um, of great love, of great um, hope and joy, um, and have left that legacy of saying you can be something if you want to be it. Um, and so that is what mentorship means deeply to me. And I've had incredible mentors, but one of my best mentors um, was Vondale Singleton, mm-hmm. I'm founder and CEO of Transmittal Mentoring. You know, just listening to you, I imagine that you, as a youth leader, you're serving maybe informally, as a role model or, or a mentor for some of your peers? Um, interesting thing is, um, I'm at school now, and um, my advisor, Rashad Jefferson, um, he tells me that all the time, like, Adiz, kids look up to you. I'm like, do they really? And then he's like, <laughs> they do, they do, they do. And the interesting thing is, my advisor, um, he was actually my colleague before he was my teacher. And so we worked for the same nonprofit where I served as the executive consultant and director of programming. I um, mean, we worked together over the summer. Then I became a student at his school, and then he became my teacher. And he's like, Adib, you inspired me. And I know the impact that you have on youth around the school. And truth be told, I don't acknowledge that I have impact on the youth around the school. I just feel like I'm a deep, yeah. And that's it. But I realized that I probably do have a bigger impact on them than I want to admit myself. Yeah. Um, People are watching, so, Adib. People are watching, and you're, you're, doing, watching. you're doing a fantastic job. Um, you know, I, I wonder what's on the horizon for you and, and for CEOs of color in, in 2023. Um, so I'm so glad that you asked. And so, as you know, I'm on this journey of working with my organization um, to build a charter school that is dedicated to leadership preparatory and entrepreneurial preparatory. Our goal is to work with um, young people um, and underserved and underprivileged communities in Columbia, South Carolina, um, to help them gain economic wealth, but also academic wealth, so they can also succeed and be competitive beyond high school. Um, CEOs of Color in 2023, we're looking to expand our program. We're looking to welcome more entrepreneurs, more people who want to be entrepreneurs. Uh, One of the biggest things that we're also working towards is expanding this to adults. We believe in order to grow our generational wealth is that it has to start with the kids and then go to our parents. 
And so we're going to open a parent program where we're going to allow our parents to start their journey in entrepreneurship. Um, but first, we have to start with the foundation. And I think that's what our young people, um, and then start with our adults. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. We have been talking with 16-year-old Chicago youth leader Adib Borden about his various pursuits and just how he prioritizes self-care. Adib, thank you so much. Best of luck to you. This was such a pleasure. Thank you so much. I'm so glad.